the Purple Mafia with your host, Paladino Joey. Well, we'll see. The doctors would disagree, but what do they know? So let's just say that you'll pay me because it's in your interest to pay me. Is it worth it? I mean, you've won. You want to wipe everybody out? I don't feel I have to wipe everybody out, Tom. It's just my enemy. That's all. My father taught me many things. He taught me, keep your friends close, but your enemies close. These are wonderful things that we've achieved, and there's no limit to where we can go from here. Welcome to the family once again here on Purple Mafia, episode number 53 today, Tuesday, December the 29th, 2009. I am your host, Paladino Joey Awajan. It's great to have you with me once again today, and I appreciate all of you for downloading and listening to this show, which is available on thesportstuff.com and on iTunes. Well, here we go, folks. Here we go. This is just getting to be too much, isn't it? This December soon is too much to bear. It really is. It is just about too much to bear. And uh, I'm very frustrated indeed, and as I'm sure many, many, many of you out there are as well. But the game didn't go without being very, very entertaining. Much, much different second half than the first half. But the result, nonetheless, was a loss. If it was 30 to nothing or 36 to 30, still... A loss is a loss, obviously, and it just, this one just really, this really sucked. It really hurt, it really sinks in, and um, these December swoons have happened one too many times in the past, and I'm telling you, this one is no different than the others at this point. The only hope is the January, the month of January is different this time around. Remember, 2000, the Vikings looked unbelievable, 11-1. and They lost the last four games, finished 11-5. and Snuck past a uh, not-so-great New Orleans Saints team that finally won their first-ever playoff game, only to get drubbed by the New York Giants in the NFC Championship game in New York City, 41-0. to So, we're going to obviously talk about the game today. We are going to also get into the playoff scenarios, of course. Uh, we're going to get into that a little bit. That's pretty much going to be the focus of the show today. We're going to talk a little bit about the New York Giants. Uh, not so much about the Giants, really. Uh, a little bit, like, enough to really generate an opinion, I guess, but not anything in-depth and exciting about the New York Giants. It's it's, uh, it's just we got to win the game, obviously, plain and simple. That's all there is to it, and stay healthy at the same time. So that's going to be the gist of the show today, folks. So, of course, we're going to get into the game right now. And uh, what a game it was, right? What a game it was. <laughs> the first half was horrible. The second half was, yeah, as I said, a lot of fun. The first half, the Vikings couldn't move the ball at all. Virtually ineffective. It was the same exact garbage that we saw pretty much since the Arizona game. Yeah, the Cincinnati game, the Vikings scored 30 points, and they, and they got the job done and all that good stuff. Peterson had 90 yards in that game, but it was pretty much a bunch of underneath passes. It was, it was the only way. The only way the Vikings could move the ball is underneath. Well, folks, in the second half of this game, for the first time, 
since the previous Chicago Bears game, the Vikings looked confident on offense. They actually looked confident on offense. Un- unbelievable. And uh, thank God that finally happened. So I'll get to that. I'll get to that uh, in a sec. The first half, really, not really much to talk about. Just an ineffective effort by the Minnesota Vikings in the first half. The Bears just kept racking up field goals, plain and simple. We're just lucky the Bears did not get in the end zone on the first couple of scoring drives they had. Robbie Gold, of course, making two field goals, one in the first quarter, one in the second quarter. That's really all there is to say. I mean, there was nothing that there was nothing really else to talk about about it. So this is another one of those emotion games. I didn't really write 15 paragraphs of notes, especially in the first half. What am I going to tell you? What am I going to tell you? They went three and out, and then they went three and out, and then they went three and out, and they were drop passes, and uh, the run was getting stopped every second, and it sucked. I mean, Lottie freaking da. What, what do you want me to talk about in the first half? Do you want me to get in-depth of how how the the offense sucked? There, I that's pretty much about as in-depth as, as it gets right there. That's about it. And the Bears, just, they were fairly effective. They were fairly effective on offense. Uh, Antoine Winfield, I am getting concerned. I, I'm getting concerned. Obviously, the guy is not fully recovered. And uh, on the Paul Allen show today, well, he manned up to... Uh, Horrible games, two straight horrible games for him. And if you listen to this show, and I hope you out there have listened to this show consistently, you know that Antoine Winfield is one of my favorite football players on the entire planet. So don't get mad at me if I say Antoine Winfield had a horrible game this week and last week, because he did. He has been horrible, absolutely horrible. He has been burned just mercilessly by Steve Smith and this... This son of a gun. I don't even know. <laughs> Devin. Devin Erosmashadu. I can't even say his name right. I don't even. I don't even. Erosmashadu. That's how you say it. It's, I don't know. I kept getting it wrong. I mean, I know I heard it about a million times yesterday. You know how many yards he had coming into the game, folks? You know how many yards he had this year? By the way, a seventh round pick in 2006. He had 100 yards coming into the game. You know how many he had in the game 150 yards yeah are you serious are you freaking serious like why does this continue to happen to the vikings in big games on the road why does this continue to happen it is getting insane i understand if it's larry fitzgerald and even steve smith steve smith was the most talented receiver in the nfl for an extended period of time until larry fitzgerald emerged and of course Randy Moss re-emerged, I guess, if that's the word you can use. <laughs> Revived his career, so to speak, when he came out of NFL's purgatory in Oakland. But Devin? Arom? Aroma Shadu? Are you, are, are you serious? What, what, what in the world? Seriously. What the Sam Hill was that? And he didn't get burned. He got absolutely incinerated. <laughs> Completely just destroyed by him, especially late in the game. But, okay, I'll settle down for the time being. And I'm kind of sort of getting ahead of myself, but really, hey, this is a Viking game review. It's kind of generalized, basically. I mean, going detail to detail is is pointless, especially in the first half. But the first half was just the same old crap. Looked like it was going to be a blowout, an absolute blowout. 
And uh, it was like, here we go. We're actually going to be 11 and 4. Wow. I mean, we were 11 and 1. No, excuse me. We were 11 and 2 just recently. We were 10 and 1 even more recently. Or not even more recently, but ju- just a couple games ago. 10 and 1 going into Arizona. 11 and 4. Ugh. It looked like a, maybe a 13 and 3 year, 14 and 2. Well, they just might wind up with the exact record that I predicted way back in August, 12 and 4. So I, I did it again, I guess. Oh, goody. I picked the Vikings to be 10 and 6 last year, and they were 10 and 6. Go figure. Picked them to be 12 and 4 back in August. And they better be 12-4. and four. They're going to have to earn it against the New York Giants, even though that team is uh, falling apart in a big, 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 big way. Really big way. I'll get to that very shortly as I continue to bounce around. But again, what do you expect? What do you expect? Of course I'm going to bounce around. It's a pretty emotional situation here in Minnesota. So now let's get to the entertaining part. Let's get to the entertaining part. And probably some more ranting as well. <laughs> Surprise, right? No. Uh, the Vikings offense woke up, folks. It's alive. It's alive. Finally. And after stopping the Chicago Bears, the Vikings, Brett Favre, when he started throwing the ball, it was the, it was the mustard on it again. I mean, there is no arm going out issue. It's a, it's a coverage issue. The defenses have changed against the Minnesota Vikings, as I've said a hundred thousand times. But the confidence level has changed now, finally. And we're finally done being too careful. And a lot of that could have been Brad Childress. And Brett Favre finally said, enough's enough. Let's stop this weak, ultra-conservative approach. And let's go back to what we did best and play with a little bit of swagger. And by God, it it worked. It actually worked. It actually worked. The only problem is it worked for the Bears, too. They weren't going to (laughs) quit. And by the way, the Greg Olson uh, touchdown I'll mention real quick late in the second half, or second quarter, excuse me, couldn't have been more open. He couldn't have been more open. It was just like, wow. Just up the middle, touchdown. So <laughs> he couldn't have been more open from Jay Keller. So, yeah, I had to backtrack for three seconds there. That's when it was 16 to, excuse me, 13 to nothing before the Bears got a last-second field goal. Just terrific. 41-yard field goal and make it 16 nothing. So enough of that. On to the second half. But, yeah, the Vikings offense finally looked like they knew what they were doing again. Brett Favre's December swoon. to see, this was not Brett Favre playing poorly today. This was not Brett Favre playing poorly. Uh, the defense let us down. The offense didn't do anything in the first half. When you're trailing by 16 points going into the second half, well, that's a, that's a, t- that's a steep mountain to climb. And what's great about how this... Uh, Offensive drive, the Vikings end up with an Adrian Peterson touchdown, which was his 16th of the year. The guy's not getting the yards this year, but he sure as hell's getting the touchdown. 16 touchdowns. He is shattering the old record. Set by Mr. Chuck Foreman way, way back in the day. He is shattering that touchdown record big time. And it's nice to see Chester Taylor doing what he does best again, making some receptions for uh, third down. To get the first down, he, he's still doing it again. He did it again to, uh, on this particular game. Very good, a couple times in the game. But the offensive line let the Vikings down at times. Let Brett Favre down. He got sacked quite a few times in the game, was hit quite a bit again. One time it looked like he almost had a concussion when his head bashed against the ground. Um, 
that on that on that drive, it's like, hey, you know, we're with it's a two possession game. <laughs> it's a two possession game, but hey, a touchdown and a field goal would win the game, right? Wrong, because the extra point was blocked. Yeah, that's right. The extra point was blocked. Who would have thought that that would have made a major difference? It did. It did. It was a difference between a one-point victory and, and overtime. That's kind of stupid that it ended up that way, but it did. But I digress right back to where I was because, yeah, it's great. We we got the touchdown. It's still 16-6. to six. You know, it's, it's two possessions no matter what. At least you tie it up if you get the touchdown on the field goal. That's, that's great. But then the defense doesn't do jack squat. As I, as I prevent myself from going in a really vicious rant there, <laughs> and uh, the, the defense was horrible. Antoine Winfield burns a couple times in this drive. Guys were just getting around him all day. They would just get right past him, and then they're wide open for a big gain. Ended up being a nice little wide open play in the end zone to Desmond Clark when the Bears got all the way up to the two yard line. Wide open play. 23-6, to six, so all that work, we finally got the touchdown, and it's the same deal all over again. We're down by 16 again. Okay, well, at least we accomplished nothing. Terrific. And it's getting to be really late here, but the Vikings offense right back to work. Adrian Peterson getting some nice gains. It's like, oh my God, we're actually getting yards on the ground, finally. We're finally getting yards on the ground, and Favre continues to pass with immense swagger. But I don't know how many times the pass, the pass attempts were to uh, uh, <laughs> Percy Harvin in this game when it was supposed to be a jump ball. I don't know why you're throwing a jump ball to a five foot nine player against larger defenders. What, what are you doing? That decision, which happened several times in this game, by the way, later on when they tried to t- uh, try to tie up the game, much later on. Why, why would you, that doesn't make any sense. Percy Harvin's the guy you throw underneath and he hope, you hope he can uh, break some tackles and, and go, go, you know, gain some yards, take off, maybe even break loose all the way. You don't throw a jump ball to a five foot nine Percy Harvin. It just doesn't make sense. And it, it never works. It doesn't work. It's not going to work. So uh, luckily at this point in time, we had two guys, <laughs> two wide receivers who could jump and make a nice catch. This one was to Vazante Shanko after that nice drive, which the Vikings went on the ground quite a bit on this one. Taylor and Peterson especially. Very impressive and a lot of nice completions. A few up the, and one up the middle was to Percy Harvin. Vikings get back within 10 with a touchdown pass to Vazante Shanko. Number 10 of the year for Vazante Shanko. And this time the extra point was good. <laughs> As now we have to worry about that, now that we've seen an extra point blocked. It's like, Wow. So we're back within 10. That was the good part. Vikings defense stands very strong, knocking down passes and stopping the run in a very nice way. Bears take up little time off the clock. The Vikings take up little time again. They can't get a first down, though, down the stretch, but they are able to get into field goal range, and Ryan Longwell gets a 41-yarder. Suddenly it's a one-possession game. It's like, yeah, we're a little pissed off. We couldn't get that first down. It was fourth and two, but we were able to get the field goal out of it, and thank God, it's a one-possession game as the Bears' offense sputters big time at this point. And Marcus Belcher, my buddy Marcus Belcher, the forecaster who was in attendance watching this game, (laughs) 
not in person, of course, they're watching it together here. And uh, he says, interception right here. And what happened? Jay Cutler threw an interception. Yeah, Jay Cutler threw an interception. Next thing you know, here come the Vikings on a very impressive dive, which ended up with another Adrian Peterson run. This was just a flat-out gut-em-out drive. Vikings just got it done. A lot of running. Getting a little bit nervous because time was coming off the clock. Time was really coming off the clock. But, um, hey, if you tie the game, you tie the game. That's what matters at this point in time. And uh, they got the touchdown, number 17, to Adrian Peterson, which was amazing. But then, almost immediately, Anton Winfield's burned again down the stretch as the Bears start completing passes, making a couple runs. This is an unbelievably fast drive. Less than a minute. It took less than a minute. A huge kick return. That's what really killed us. It was a, just a massive kick return by Manning. Manning had a 60-yard kick return, putting the Bears at the 20. And next thing you know, the ball was up in the air for a touchdown <laughs> to a wide-open Earl Bennett. Vikings defensive secondary burned badly again. I mean, Medea Williams looks terrible right now. Tyrell Johnson's virtually invisible. Griffin's had moments, and he's uh, not had moments. He's made some bad plays in this game. He made some bad plays in this game. He made some good plays. Antoine Winfield didn't look good at all most of the game. Burned on this play. Jay Cutler. Like clockwork, right to Earl Bennett for a touchdown. And, of course, this was the first of two... Two of these deals where it was virtually one play for a touchdown. And all of a sudden it's a seven-point game again. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's like, here we go again. Here we go again. But the Vikings were not through, thank God. A very scary drive. The Vikings took tons and tons and tons of time off the clock, but the running game was working again. The Vikings really faced some, some <laughs> desperate situations. A third and 20, they are able to get a first down. <laughs> Just several times they faced third down on this drive. They were able to continue it nonstop. They got all the way to the goal line at the six. Fail after fail after fail after fail because, of course, this is where it was. Multiple attempts to Percy Harvin on a jump ball. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. It didn't make any sense. Bernard Berrien dropped passes in this game several times. And finally, as the announcer said it, can Brett Favre do it again? Can he pull off the magic one more time? Because it was this was the play right here. You score a touchdown and go to well, hope to go to overtime if your kick coverage can stop it this time. Because they gave up multiple major returns in this game to Manning, Daniel Manning. Just terrible. Multiple major kick returns for the Chicago Bears in this game. Vikings couldn't get anything on their kick returns. The whole game, they got virtually nowhere. But uh, Favre, finally... The play call was to Sidney Rice. And it was a jump ball, and there it was. A la Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald. Sidney Rice is that type of player in terms of getting the jump ball, and there it was. As Sidney Rice has eclipsed 1,200 yards and gets his uh, sixth touchdown reception of the year. And the Vikings tie the game. He pulled off the magic. Brett Favre's holding up the number one like he always does and <laughs> running around like crazy. And luckily the Vikings uh, kick returns does the job here. And we head off to overtime. So what an exciting game. Maybe the Vikings can pull this thing off. But, of course, like clockwork, the Vikings lose the coin toss. They always lose the coin toss going into overtime. 
but we stymie the Bears in a nice way. They get one first down, but that was it. Or no, excuse me, the Bears. I'm not. I'm totally wrong. I was on the second time. <laughs> the first time, the Bears do get down the field a ways. There was a nice kick return as well, which scared the living crap out of us. Another good kick return. And a couple of completions to our buddy, Aroma Shadu. Oh, goody. Again, at 150 yards in the game was just, uh, he looked like, uh, <laughs> he looked like Larry Fitzgerald, I guess. But <laughs> the Vikings were able to prevent the Bears from getting major field goal, uh, major field goal range to get really close. And Robbie Gold missed it by a little bit. He sliced it just a little bit to the right. Just a little bit. You could tell he was going to miss about about a half a second (laughs) after the ball came off his foot. And it's like, thank God we dodged a bullet. Now we get a chance. And what does the Vikings offense do? They don't move a lick. Brett Favre sacked twice. We don't move an inch. Not an inch forward. And we have to punt. Oh, goody. But luckily the Bears had the exact same problem. They couldn't move an inch. (laughs) They had to punt. And here we go, folks. Here we go. The play of the game right here. Vikings offense, oh, here we go, right off the right out of the gate after one little drop pass. Adrian Peterson with an 11-yard gain, and it's like, here we go. Oh, no, the ball came out. The ball was knocked out of his hands. Bears recover on the 39. The Bears recovered on the 39. And what do you think happened on the very next play, folks? What do you think happened? <laughs> everything we all, everything just about all of us expected just because that's the way it seems to turn out in a game like this. An emotional game like this that you absolutely have to win. Uh, after all the BS, the loss to the Arizona Cardinals, the loss to the uh, to the, uh, the Carolina Panthers, and the unbelievable play of the uh, New Orleans Saints most of the year until all of a sudden the Vikings still had a chance to even be the number one seed in the NFC after all that BS. But no, the very next play. Antoine Winfield is burned again. Jay Cutler hoisted up the Devon Aroma Shadu. And ladies and gentlemen, oh my god! That's the end of it. Oh, come on! That was the end of it, folks. And the Vikings. God dang it. Now I have to hope for the Dallas Cowboys to beat the Philadelphia Eagles, or we will not have a first round bye at all. That is the only way we'll get the number two seed. We would have clinched the number two seed had we won the game and even had an outside, a a decent chance, actually, of getting the number one seed. Got to beat a uh, depleted, destroyed New York Giants team who has no chemistry at all anymore. Two years removed from an unbelievable, miracle, influential run to a team that doesn't like each other anymore. And uh, at the same time, yeah, the New Orleans Saints would have to run into the Carolina Panthers who are playing like... That version, that year's New York Giants all of a sudden. I mean, they destroy the Giants yesterday by 35 points. Unbelievable. I'm going to get into that in a second when I talk about the Giants. Uh, A very good chance the Vikings may have gotten the number one seed. But no, now we have to pray the Dallas Cowboys can beat the Philadelphia Eagles. Luckily, the Cowboys are, are on fire right now, and they are in the playoffs, a team we just might have to face in the first round if we get stuck in that position. Should the Cowboys lose, the Vikings would be the third seed, and that's who we'd play, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, because we'd both be 12-4, and four, Philadelphia and uh, Minnesota. Philadelphia for 
whatever reason, has the tiebreaker. We're happy for him. And if we even if we beat the Dallas Cowboys, get to the second round, we have to go to Philadelphia again. Playing Philadelphia in Philadelphia like we did in 04. It didn't work out at all. It just didn't. That's a team that wins at home and on the road in the postseason. They, they, they just do. They don't win the Super Bowl. And for whatever reason, they don't seem to win the NFC Championship game all the time, but they tend to win in the first and second round that, you know, on a regular basis. Um, I wouldn't like our chances going into Philadelphia. I, I just wouldn't. I, <laughs> I don't think, I don't think it would work out very well. I'm, I'm sorry to say. So that's the way things are heading. And that, Hiroshi Madu, just Hiroma Shadu, excuse me, I can't even say his name, I don't even want to anymore, just blew right by Antoine Winfield, who you may, you may want to say he wasn't expecting that type of play right out of the gate. You might have thought maybe they'll go for a few short plays and maybe go on the ground, try to improve their field goal uh, range. No, they weren't going to go for a field goal. They were going to try to take the win out of the tails in one play, and they did. So, yeah, that's where the Vikings stand. As you already knew, <laughs> I just didn't actually get to that part <laughs> because I'm just getting into the playoff scenarios already. But uh, that's where things stand right now. That's where things stand. We're staring at a uh, second to fourth seed, or excuse me, anywhere from second to fourth seed in the NFC. So the Vikings lose to the New York Giants. Yeah, we're looking at a fourth seed, 11 and 5. Oh, could you imagine a team? That was ten and one going into Arizona, eleven and two going into Carolina, being eleven and five. <laughs> Games against a dis- pretty much destroyed, out of control Chicago Bears team, and a, the same thing destroyed, out of control New York Giants team. If we were to go finish the season eleven and five, could you imagine the Vikings losing at home to the New York Giants? Whew. Fortunately, right now, believe it or not, I can't. I think the Vikings win that game, so that's where we're going to head. In a couple seconds here, we'll be right back after this quick break. And we are back here on Purple Mafia, episode number 53, which is a reminder for iPod, Microsoft Zune, and other MP3 users. Also, folks, please do check out my two other podcasts, Timberwolves Explosion and Brave the Wild, which are also available on the sportsstuff.com and iTunes. So just leave it at that. Minnesota Wild, Minnesota Timberwolves show shows. And uh, here we go. The playoff scenarios begin now. I already kind of got into them, but we'll just continue on that. First, though, we're going to talk about the Giants because there is one more game to play. That's why they play the game, right? That's why they play the game. The Vikings have to play the game. The Giants are eight and seven. The Vikings, of course, eleven and four, trying to finally be twelve and four for I believe the first time ever. They've never really been twelve and four, have they? They've had a lot of ten and six years, lots of nines and sevens, um, one eight and eight recently, or well, semi recently, nineteen ninety five, because my memory is awesome. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've been eleven and five several times. Well, several, well, quite a few anyway. We've been 15 and one once, but we're never 12 and four, 13 and three, or 14 and two. Other than the in the 70s, we had a couple of 14 and two or 12 and two, whatever type seasons. 14 and two once we got to the Super Bowl, of course. But uh, yeah, you get the idea. 
the Vikings will finally be 12 and 4 if they can beat this depleted this just disgruntled New York Giants team who got destroyed 41 to 9 in Carolina 41 to 9 so it wasn't a it was <laughs> it was a 32 point game not 35 so I missed that last point there last field goal Matt Moore and the Carolina Panthers looking good looking real good James Stewart has exploded folks he has absolutely exploded and I think that's what the Vikings need to do. You need to establish the run against the New York Giants. They gave up a 206-yard game by James Stewart. He had a 52-yard gain, which bloated it a little bit, but not that much. It's not like he had a 99-yard uh, explosion, because that can obviously really bloat it up. Uh, it looks like pretty much you can pass and run on these New York Giants right now. They're just not the same team anymore. Uh, the Vikings just... You need to obviously establish the run early. That's the way I would coach. I would run very often. And if you can pass, I mean, yeah. If, if the But if the run works, just keep doing it. Just keep doing it. Obviously, give the guy a break. Uh, I, I think Chester Taylor needs to get extended playing time in this New York Giants game. Uh, partially to get Adrian Peterson to get his head out of his ass. Because I'm going to get to this right now real quick before I continue. Adrian Peterson needs to get his head out of his ass. He is a great, great football player, but the fumbling needs to stop. It absolutely needs to stop. It has come to a point that you, you just knew sooner or later he's going to fumble in a game the Vikings absolutely have to win, like a playoff game or a game that had playoff implications. You know, the Vikings are trying to get that number one seed, get the number two seed. You're, you're guaranteed a player first round bye if you win this damn game. The offense looked like it was going to at least get the Vikings into field goal range. You had a very good feeling about it. Very good feeling about it coming in to that. The way the way things moved right away, an 11-yard gain just like that, as I said. just If the run works, keep doing it, right? But you just knew he was going to fumble at a key time sooner or later because, uh, because that's just the way it's been going. He continues to fumble. His sixth fumbled loss of the year. It's just, it's getting so ridiculous, I can't take it anymore. I can't stand it. I'm, I, 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 I was just beside myself. It's like you knew that was going to happen at an important time sooner or later because this guy still hasn't figured it out. He just still doesn't protect the ball properly. He left it pretty open. Sure, it was a great play by the, by the defender of the Chicago Bears, but for God's sakes, two hands on the ball, not one, two Cover it up. That's it. Uh, Marcus the Forecaster, my buddy, and obviously I wouldn't mind having him as a guest on this show at some point. More of a frequent guest on Timberwolves Explosion at times because it's just NBA knowledge. But uh, he thinks this could be a blessing in disguise here that they now you really have to get to Adrian Peterson to stop this. Some people went as, some people have been going as far as bench Adrian Peterson, let Chester Taylor go, go, go. I... Uh, no, Adrian Peterson is too good a football player to do that. That's that's a little drastic, and I love absolutely love Chester Taylor, and I do think he needs to get extended playing time in this following game, partially because safety reasons, and you want to make sure Chester Taylor uh, is sharp and all that stuff, you know, and obviously leave Adrian Peterson out. You do want to send a slight message, maybe take a few carries away from him. Sure, I'm all for that. And of course, Chester Taylor's a twelve to thirteen hundred yard rusher as a starting running back in the NFL. He just is. He proved it in 2006. And, of course, about as good a third down back as you will see in the NFL today at, at the ripe age of 30, believe it or not. 
Uh, not many miles for a 30-year-old running back, luckily. So that's the other good part. Um, but this needs to stop. Adrian Peterson needs to stop this. And uh, somebody's got to get to him about this sooner or later. And I'm sure they've tried to and tried to and tried to. I mean, you have to. These coaches work how many? 18 hours a day, probably, because th- that's just the way it is. You can't win a championship with a with a half ass uh, doing a half ass job as coaching, obviously. And I know every coach out there works hard, especially the running backs coach trying to get Adrian Peterson to figure this thing out. It's a mental thing, it seems to be, and it it needs to stop. When you blow a game like that, when you fumble at a time like that, that can that can kill that can totally kill your team in a matter of seconds. You know, that's got to be some type of wake-up call, and uh, hopefully it is. Uh, Adrian Peterson is not the reason we lost the game. And, in fact, Adrian Peterson is one of the major reasons we were in the game to begin with after that horrible first half. But fumbling in a key situation like that, it's just... Now, this is going to sound dorky, folks. This is going to sound dorky, but I'm going to say it anyway. Adrian, stop it! <laughs> Seriously, just... This needs to stop. These fumbles are just... They're fatal, man. That was that was as fatal to the team as possible right now. And uh, I'm gonna drop it. I'm gonna drop it for now. Just uh, yeah, Chester Taylor should get extended playing time in this New York Giants game for multiple reasons. Um, keep Adrian healthy, maybe. Uh, just you know, for one, keep Chester Taylor sharp. Give him some extra playing time, just because you know we're gonna need him regardless of what happens. You need him for the postseason. And uh, maybe you do send a tiny message to Adrian, and uh, you give him a break at the same time. You take a couple carries away, not tons of carries. Just a couple, maybe it's five carries away. Something like that. Five extra carries for Chester Taylor. That that would never hurt anybody. So that's the idea. This, this Giants game is going to be more of a tune-up deal. Though, you never know. You never know with this Giants team. They're kind of crazy. Tom Coughlin's nuts. Uh, he's the kind of guy who would run his team into the ground just so... Just to send a message saying, hey, we don't quit no matter what, you know, even though it's kind of, <laughs> you know, sets people up in a, possibly for injuries at times, leaving guys in too long in a game like this. That's what he did in in certain years in the past. And it's bitten him a few times, and other times it worked out great when the Giants were able to get hot at the right time back in uh, 07. But uh, it's going to be an interesting situation. It's going to be kind of similar to last year, I guess. The Vikings could close things out, get a nice uh, position, at least get the third seed, I guess. You're gonna have home. You're gonna be home in the first game anyway because you won your division. But uh, that number two seed is really looks really good right now. It gives us a very good chance to get to that NFC Championship game. And uh, the Vikings' defense and the Vikings as a whole play so much better at home, especially their defense. And um, that second round, that first round by is an absolute must. Winning the game is the part the Vikings have control over. And uh, I think they win it. I think they win it. It might be one of those sloppy uh, 24 to 17 type efforts, 24 to, to 20, whatever, you know, 21. But one way or another, if they can just come out of the game with a win, that's all I care about at this point. Finish 12 and 4 and hope for the best. That's pretty much how things are going to stand. Uh, you can, It looks from to me right now, you can run and pass on this team without much trouble. Establish the run early. Maybe do a little passing later. Uh, do a little passing if it's there, and of course, if it's if you're ahead, obviously just keep running the ball with a guy like Chester Taylor. 
especially in the second half, a little more extra Chester Taylor in the second half, maybe even a little teeny bit of someone else like uh, Albert Young. That'd be kind of cool. A little extra playing time for him. <laughs> but um, our person, no, not Percy Harvin running. That's, you don't want to, with, with, with that guy's health, his migraine and everything else, yeah, no, you don't want to overuse him in any way right now. Um, let's just, I'm just glad we're not playing Carolina. How about that? <laughs> There's a Steve Smith on both sidelines, Carolina and New York. I'm glad we're playing the New York one right now, though both of them had very similar stats in this game. 70 for uh, the New York one, 60 for the Carolina one, and they each had a touchdown. We're happy for them. But yeah, the Vikings do win a possible sloppy kind of screw, screw, screwing around type of game that might annoy some of us. But 12 and 4 will be 12 and 4. It won't matter if it's pretty or ugly. And uh, for the first time in my life, other than when Bill Parcells was the coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I'm actually going to be cheering for the Dallas Cowboys, a team I hate more than the Green Bay Packers, because Philadelphia absolutely has to lose <laughs> this coming Sunday. They have to lose that game. I cannot really see the Vikings winning in Philadelphia on the road right now. I just, I don't see it. If they if they get hot at the right time and go all the way, wonderful, absolutely great. But as a NFL analyst, I can't see that. I can't do it. I don't care where I'm from. If I'm from Golden Valley, Minnesota, or from Buffalo, New York, it doesn't matter. Philadelphia would be a heavy favorite in Philadelphia, just because. Maybe not a heavy favorite, but... Uh, it could be a really ugly game for the Vikings. It could be like the Carolina game very easily. So that's where I'm going to stand right now. I'm not going to let this one get too long today. Just uh, I've done enough ranting. I could have made it a lot worse, a lot worse, but I didn't want to because I think some of you, I mean, I, I can't come up here and just scream and rant all the time because it just it gets to be too much, even though I'm sure lots of people out there are ranting. It, it could be too much, so i got to give it a little bit of break. got to give myself a break, give the team a break, I guess. But um, <laughs> I ranted my good share today, too. And uh, all we can do right now is hope for the best. And it's like I said last week, you can't guarantee a win ever. You can't guarantee a win, especially on the road. And uh, yesterday proved it. That 16-0 first half absolutely proved you can't guarantee a win with these Vikings the way they're playing right now. And, um, but the good news is, at least the offense finally woke up. The offense finally woke up. You saw some hope that this offense can finally play in the cold on the road. And if only, if only, for the love of God, they could have shown any of that in the first half. Maybe just a little bit late in the second quarter. A late touchdown in the second quarter might have been the difference. It really could have been. But that's where the, that's, but what's, what's the theme of the Vikings? What's their slogan? Woulda. Coulda, shoulda. That's the slogan for the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and no offense to all of you that might think I'm giving the fans of Minnesota a bad name and I, I'm just, oh, I'm an insult to the Vikings because uh, I'm whatever I am, you know. I'm just, I'm so terrible. Well, screw you if you think that. I'm, I'm up here in front of this microphone and I'm giving you the, uh, my honest opinion and I'm giving you an honest approach to the NFL and to the Minnesota Vikings. I'm not a rah rah re guy. I was for a long time. I may have even seemed like it yesterday at times because I got a little ticked off at how some of the things went down the stretch. And I will tell you a million times over, 
This is a very, 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 very good football team that has no business losing the games the way they have lost these three games, Arizona, Carolina, and Chicago. They have no business losing games like this. They are so much better than that, it's not even funny. And that is the source of my frustration. Not because, oh, they're a bunch of chokes and they're losers. No, they're not. Even though they played like it. <laughs> so I'll get that last little shot in because I can. And uh, I want all of you to please consider calling in to this show. 209-736-7877. 209-736-7877. I know you're out there. Uh, Anthony from L.A. really appreciated that call last week. It was awesome. It was really awesome. Hope you... Uh, Enjoyed being a part of that, yeah, calling in and uh, my, hearing my response and such. Uh, consider calling in again. would be great. You're very knowledgeable about the Vikings, and it's cool to have fans all over the country and uh, other fans out there that could be from anywhere. Australia, like, like Aussie Wolf, Nigel out of Australia, and others out there. Consider calling in. Consider calling in. would be great to have you on the show. Keep it to about a minute. Uh, two would be like the dead max, I guess we'll say. I'm willing to let it go two minutes, especially being this show has no real time limit. Um, Timberwolves Explosion sort of does. That's where I'm a little bit more, they might be a little bit more picky about the call being too long, but uh, that's the deal there. Um, other than that, one other thing is I'd like you out there, because I, as I said, I know you're out there. <laughs> iTunes, iTunes tells me you're out there, folks. And no, it doesn't say your name and location. It just says that there's people listening, you know, um, a decent number. So please do consider calling in and please do sign up for the message boards on the sportsstuff.com. There's a button in the upper right-hand corner that says TSS Boards. That is the upper right-hand corner of the front page of the sportsstuff.com. Click on that. And then on the left side after that, the next page will say register. Simply click on that. In the referral bar, type in Paladino Live. That's Paladino Live. Two separate words. It mentioned me as a referral. It just mentioned that I brought you to the site. It's not like a financial thing. I don't make money doing it. The only way I'd make money is if you were to donate, and that's uh, that's up to you. <laughs> I'm not going to ask anybody to donate. You can make that decision on your own. Um, also, my contact detail, my final contact detail is paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com, which is, of course, one word, no dash or anything like that, no underscore. It's just paladinolive at yahoo.com. would be great to hear from you. And uh, thank you always for listening. Thank you for bearing, okay, real dumb pun, but I had to put it in. Thank you for bearing with me as we suffer through December as it is too much to bear. (laughs) Once again, for another very good Vikings team that is having trouble once again in December, particularly on the road. But the Vikings will be undefeated in the Metrodome or Mall of America field or whatever you want to call it (laughs) at this point in time, Vikings Stadium Field, Vikings New Stadium Field, (laughs) someday hopefully. Um, I think they'll be undefeated. They'll beat the Giants. They'll be 12-4. And and we're going to be looking to the stars of the Dallas Cowboys to shoot down the Philadelphia Eagles, at least for the time being. So enough of my crazy, dorky puns. And, and the show is ending now. Thank you for listening. We will talk about the playoffs next week because at least we're no, we, we know we'll be in them. So until then, take care, everybody. Mm-hmm.